when we understand that our loved ones can still see and hear us, they're still around us, guiding us and loving us. And uh, you can just keep on talking to them and invite them to everything that's important to you because they'll come. They love coming. Hello and welcome to Passion Harvest. I am Louisa, your host. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you are in the world. Our guest today is Christine Duminac. She's an internationally recognized expert on afterlife contacts and signs. Christine is a grief recovery specialist and the founder of After Death Communications. She's the author of several books, including After Death Communications, God's Gift of Love. This is her story and this is her passion. Christine, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here. And I love telling my story because I hope it can help other people. Uh, by listening to it and give them hope in their lives, especially if they're grieving. But my story really begins back in March of 1998. I was a stay-at-home mom thinking going back to work in the business world because my kids were teenagers now or, or approaching that, that time. And I felt like they really didn't need me around as much and I could contribute to the income. And um but then God had other plans for me because one night I woke up and it was maybe about five o'clock in the morning. And I looked around the room and I saw this man uh, projected near the ceiling, sitting at a desk and looking like he was reading a prayer book. And I thought, and he had on a fedora type of a hat. Well, not really fedora, a padre type of a hat as Italian priests would, would wear. And he's projected up my ceiling in the corner of the room. Now, I've never had a spiritual experience up until this point, we said. So, you know, I thought, what is this? And I'm probably still dreaming and I'm blinking my eyes thinking it's going to go away. It's going to go away. But it took about 15 seconds for it to dissipate in front of me. And, and I thought, what was that? And, um, and then I see all these spirits at the foot of my bed and they were scary spirits though. They weren't peaceful like this, this priest was. Uh, they had skeleton faces. Some of them were like choking each other. It was like, oh my gosh. So I had rosaries under my pillow and I whipped them out and I started praying. And the next thing I know, I, I heard this gust of wind in the room and papers were rattling on my bureau and the room turned blue with these white um, lights, like they were attacking something. And then all, then I saw over my doorway, a woman dressed in white, I could just see her head with the veil. And she kind of reminded me of the blessed mother, as if in answer to my prayers that I was praying that night, and everything was out of the room. And all of a sudden, I felt nothing but calm and peace. And I thought, and I could think logically now, and I thought, well, who would want to visit me? And I'm starting to get into the zone here. I'm thinking, who would be here to visit me? And then I remembered the only people that had passed at that point were my husband's uh, parents and his dad. He especially was very, very close to and he cried every night for about a year after his dad passed. So it came to me and might be John, his dad. And I said, John, is that you? 
And uh, all of a sudden, one of the, uh, a spirit comes right up to my face, like in a second. And he had a fedora hat and a um, suit jacket on and a tie and a hanky in his pocket. And he's floating in front of me. I thought, oh my gosh. And then I thought, well, he always traveled with his wife, Stella. And I said, well, is Stella here too? Next thing I know, another spirit comes up with a flapper's hat and red lipstick and pearls and she's floating in front of John. I thought, oh my gosh, my dead in-laws are in my bedroom and my husband doesn't know. So I woke him up and I said, your parents are here. Your parents are here. I said, look, they're right here. But he did not, he didn't have the ability to see them. But I was gifted with the ability that night to see them. And um, I was so excited. I, I couldn't hear anything that they were trying to tell me. But they stayed for almost an hour until I said, well, guys, I, I'm falling back to sleep now. I'm really tired. And I, I waved to them and they waved back. And then I went off to sleep. And I thought it was the most incredible thing that's ever happened to me because I never didn't really think, I didn't think about those kinds of, of incidences. And I, if someone would explain something that happened to them, my eyes would just kind of roll. I couldn't wrap my brain around it because I never experienced it. But every night after that, John and Stella came back again, which made me wonder, well, what the heck, maybe there's something more to this than just a visit. So I went on a quest to find out what this was all about. And you're probably familiar with Bill Guggenheim, the co-writer, co-author of Hello from Heaven, and his wife, Judith. So I contacted Judith because people on the internet said, you should contact Judith and see what she you know, how she can guide you. And she guided me to a Christian medium, which I felt comfortable with since I was a Catholic and, and being new to all of this. And her name was Sunny Wells. And we contacted my guardian angel to find out what this was all about. And he explained that there was nothing wrong, that uh, everything was okay, but my in-laws were coming to say hello, but that God had a mission for me. And I was going to be helping people spiritually, emotionally, eventually with touch healing and do I accept this mission I said oh, do I, God wants me to do this like what fool is going to say no when you present it with that so I said well sure sign me up and they also um instructed Sonny Wells the medium to be my mentor going forward from there and so and we used to sit down with the angels and talk about you know what is what's heaven like and just every spiritual question that you could that would come to mind we would sit and talk talk to them and we actually had a radio show called ask the angels where people could ask the angels questions through sunny wells gift and uh, but i found i was not a medium or psychic Louisa, and, I, and i found myself always coming in contact with people who were grieving and they seemed to really want to sign in the worst way from their loved ones and it really broke my heart to see how much they were suffering. And by this time, it was two years later, my dad had passed. And I was getting signs, every kind of sign you could possibly think of from him, which made me feel like, oh, he didn't go anywhere. He's still my golfing buddy. He comes out to the golf course with me. And, you know, it's just, it was just so joyful for me. And I wanted that for other people. So I um, established a message board where people could come and share their experiences and we would pray for them to get a sign from their loved ones. And that was back in 2000 and we're still going strong, except for now we're over Facebook. 
But over the years, people were getting signs. I really felt it's because we as a powerful group of prayers were praying for them and it was working and people had never gotten a sign before were getting signs, especially mothers who missed their, their children. And it was just so wonderful and um, so gratifying to see the healing that was taking place all because we were praying for them and they got signs. I'm going to backtrack and just ask you a few questions, if that's okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When you first saw your in-laws, what was it? I mean, a lot of people don't trust themselves or they think it's a dream or they're going crazy. And you said you saw some potentially negative energies. How did you process all of that? Um, When I first saw the padre type of man he's very peaceful and i couldn't really understand what was happening and uh and then when he dissipated and the scary uh spirits came out after i prayed in the whole room i felt like god had swept the room of them i felt like they were angels in the room that got rid of them and then the peace that overtook me and the room was incredible and um and I'm so happy that my, that I guessed correctly, my in-laws were there and that I woke up my husband because people will say, oh, you were just dreaming. But I woke up my husband to tell them his parents were there. And and he believed me. I could see his, little, his, his lips like praying to them, talking to them, but he couldn't see them or hear them either. But after the peace had entered the room of the, the woman that looked like the Blessed Mother in my eyes, and the angels that had wiped everything out. It was very easy to process it because I just went with the flow because of how how serene it all was and how good it all was. Mm-hmm. So beautifully you followed your intuition. I've got so many questions, but for those of the for those of the audience that may be experiencing some negativity, what what prayer would you suggest for them to use or what did you use to bring in the angels? Yes, yes. So um, I have found out through my friend Sunny Wells and talking to the angels what works best. And um, just calling upon God or Jesus um, to get rid of anything, any spirits that are not from him. And it's important to do before you go to bed at night because we're very vulnerable in our sleep state to spirits that look like our loved ones, but they're not, and um, which can bring us more anguish if we see that they are projecting themselves as being in pain or ignoring us or angry at us. That's not the true spirit of your loved one because God sends them to comfort us, not to cause us anguish. And I've called some out in the past just uh, because I get I get this happening at nighttime and I'll say, well, are you from God? And the next thing you know, They disappear. So you can catch them and you can call them out. And uh, so I learned that. And I, that's also in my books too. So children, if they, if, if they're having, if they're seeing spirits and the monsters that they might be seeing in the room could be bad spirits. So to teach them to say, God help me. Or if you're, if you're Christian, Jesus help me just something very simple, but you know, that brings in instant help for people who are having those types of things happen to them mm. and and of course it's so simple we we often it is, it is simple. <laughs> we often so forget powerful. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what are your top tips for those that would like to connect with their transitioned loved ones? What would you advise? Well, when people are deeply in grief, especially parents that have lost a child, um, they're not noticing the signs that they're getting until maybe many months down the line because their grief is so raw. And I've had many of them say, oh, I was getting signs all along, but I was so into my grief, but I couldn't see outside of myself. And signs are subtle. And so I always say to, to state something specific that you would recognize from them and to say a prayer to God to let them visit you. So because um, our loved ones, it's a blessing from them, but it's a blessing from God. They have to kind of get permission to do these things. They're just not all powerful. So they, but it's easy to get permission. I think God has such a big heart. He's not going to be stopping people from doing this because it brings you comfort. But if you say something specific, like a certain type of a bird or a, a coin or a feather, something specific, because then if you ask for something specific and it happens, then all of it, you can claim it as yours because that's specifically what you asked for. So this way, there's no doubt about it. You can validate it right away. Oh, I asked for that. And if you say thank you and your loved one understands that you uh, have accepted that gift, they will repeat the type of signs that they're giving you because they know that you'll get it and they want you to get it because they want you to be happy for them and joyful that they're still a part of your life too and they can still see and hear you. And I think that's the most important part. When we understand that our loved ones can still see and hear us, you realize they're not, not off in a black hole somewhere. They're still around us, guiding us and loving us. And uh, you can just keep on talking to them and invite them to everything that's important to you because they'll come. They love coming. Thank you. Thank you. What, what's your advice to the audience for those that are experienced in grief? It's that, uh, that are experiencing grief. Yes. What, how can they alleviate well, grief? You do I'll leave you to, to answer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Okay. You do have to go through the pain. There's, there's no doubt. About it. But another really good way, other than the signs, which are so awesome, is to write them a letter. And some people never have a chance, never had a chance to say goodbye to the physical of them. And there's so many unspoken emotions that they're carrying in their heart. And they need to be able to express that. And you can do that in a letter. And in the letter, you can, you know, uh, tell them that you love them, that um, thank them, tell them you're sorry for whatever, uh, that you forgive them. And um, you can write about the different things that are happening in your day. And anytime you write them or talk to them or think about them, it's like phoning them up in heaven and brings them to you. But what I like to say in the letter, the first initial one that you write to them is that you say, well, goodbye to the physical you, but hello to the new spiritual relationship we're now going to have. If you want, if you want to have that relationship with them. And then when you start getting your signs, keep a journal and start writing it down in your journal because these are new memories that you're making now in their spiritual form and and maybe on your down days you can go back and read oh yeah look we left this letter out for me on the floor and um 
you know, a hawk flew overhead when I was thinking about them or that rainbow that showed up out of nowhere. And it just lets you know that they can still, they're still a huge part of your life. And all you have to do is talk to them. And that I believe really helps with grieving. It's when you know that they're still a part of your life, they can still see and hear you and they love you more than they ever could uh, when they were here on earth, but in a, such unconditional, compassionate way when they're in heaven. And it just, once you know that you're still connected and you still have a line of communication, I think it means everything. Do you have a specific prayer that you used to connect with loved ones that have transitioned or an afterlife prayer? Well, the when I was very hurting, like four years after my dad passed, my mother passed, and she was like the lifeblood, the center of the family. And it hurt tremendously. I mean, I couldn't, it hurt to breathe uh, even. And I did not want to be sad because I'm a naturally happy person. I think God has given me like an extra happiness gene. <laughs> and I love feeling happy. And I knew where my mother was, she was happy. And I felt that God and my mother would never want me to be sad. So this prayer just came to me out of nowhere. And I prayed my heart's desire. I said, dear Jesus, please replace my heart's sorrow with your joy. And every time I felt sad or hurting, I would say that prayer. And I felt a little better and a little better. And honestly, in two weeks, just two weeks, my pain just left me. Yes, I, of course, I still miss my mother, but that awful pain my heart's pain just left me because I really believed that they wanted me to be happy and I wanted to be happy. And I prayed for that. So I always believe in praying for anything that you want and never feel guilty about being happy because um, that's what our loved ones want for us. And if you've ever read any uh, uh, near-death experiences that people have had, my favorite is Embraced by the Light by Betty Edie. They're having a ball. They're having a ball. So why should we be all, you know, weepy and sad thinking, oh, they didn't get to do this. And they, they're doing more than we could possibly do in heaven with God. And uh, so, you know, they want us to be happy for them. And likewise, they want us to be happy and to live our lives to the fullest with joy in our hearts. And I think when people stop feeling guilty and they realize that, how important it is to live a happy life because you're spreading joy to other people when you do and you will in turn be happy too. Um, it helps. It really helps the healing. What do you think happens when a physical body dies? From what I've read and talked to the angels about is that you know, our spirit just pops right out of our body. We're no longer, we're no longer connected to that body. So people who are worried about you know, burials or, or whatever, they're not connected to that body anymore. They're, they're in their true spiritual body, which is the one that we were all created with first before we ever came down here uh, on earth. So um, yeah, so I, I feel, um, I believe we get a life review and um, the good that we have um given out in the world, the love comes back to us as we experience with those people that we, whose lives that we've touched have experienced. And I understand that anything negative that you've done in your life, if you told God that you were sorry for it, when you get your life for you, you don't feel any of that pain that you might've brought to other people. 
However, if you've never said you were sorry for any of that and weren't sorry for that, you do get to feel what you've brought to other people. So it's always good to just like apologize, even in, in your heart, if you can't apologize to the person to just wipe your slate clean and just try and live a life of kindness and love. Yes. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what it's all about, living a life of kindness and love. Right. That's right. Life is hard. And yeah, the, the more, we suffer. Yes. And we're meant to suffer. It's part of being a human being, but there is lessons to be learned from that. And one of the most important things that I have learned along my journey is that we were actually created spirits in heaven with God before we came down to earth, with, as I mentioned earlier. But also, we each have a divine plan with God about what we're going to learn, the missions we're going to accomplish, and we see a rough blueprint of our lives before we come down. And people who are part of our soul group family that come down with us at the time, our family members, our friends, acquaintances, people that we work with, have all are inter intermingling to help us along our journeys and we with them. And so most of us know how we're going to actually die before we come down here and we agree to that. So when you think, oh, that's awful, they died in a car accident or they had cancer, these were things that we agreed upon to, to undertake because we knew there's, there was going to be a great spiritual benefit, not only to ourselves, but to people around us that are affected by what we've done. For instance, um, the, um, the mothers from MAD who established MAD because their children were killed in a car accident, their children volunteered to, be, to, be, to, have, to go out that way because they knew it would spur their parents to start MAD and that would help the world if people became aware of how drinking can cause all this pain in someone's life when when you you know have a car accident because you're under the influence so it's that type of thing though they, they use their hurt to help other people bring awareness and if they've never if they never were touched by that they wouldn't have felt motivated to establish such a wonderful organization to bring awareness a last question what would you say to those people that are afraid of death what would be your advice? I highly recommend reading a book like Embraced by the Light by Betty Eady, who had this very in-depth uh, experience where she, you know, she left her body in the hospital. She died for about 45 minutes, went through the tunnel, met Jesus, met her angels, met loved ones, was taken all around heaven. And there's so much that once I read that book, it, I lost all my fear of dying. Because of the, wow, I think the fear is we don't know what's on the other on the other side. But when you start reading um, near death experience books, it opens up the whole a whole new world of just love and and so many things to do. And it's not boring. I used to think that you would sit on the cloud playing a harp all day, and I thought, oh, that's that sounds very boring. Who would want to do that? But then when I realized and I read about what people are experiencing when they did leave their body, it was such an adventure and such a place of all encompassing love through every cell of your body from God and everyone who's there. Like, well, who wouldn't want to be in a place like this where you're in no pain, you fly by your thoughts and uh, who wouldn't want to be in a wonderful place like this? 
Very, very comforting. Um, Christine, on a final note, is there anything you'd like to share with the Passion Harvest audience that I haven't asked you? Well, if you um, just want to check out my website, christinedominiac.com, there is a you know, a lot of information here that could help you if you are grieving and you want to join our prayer group. It's on Facebook. It's After Death Communication and Prayer Wave. And we will pray for you, become part of our group, and uh, you'll see miracles happen, I think, as when it comes to signs. And you'll, you'll have a, a really nice grief support group to help you get through this time of your life. Oh, Christine, thank you for so much for being such a beautiful light in the world it's and been thank you for being such a beautiful life <laughs> this is wonderful oh, what you're doing. it's been fantastic to have you on passion harvest thank you so much thank you bye-bye if you liked this episode please do subscribe for weekly passionate inspirational interviews